people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Most face supervillain ever. <laughs> and here's your host, Derek McCall. Oh, my guest announcer, the prankster, everyone. <laughs> anyway, this is Derek McCall, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. We are podcasting from the beautiful Cafe Stretch in the Sofa District of downtown San Jose on Thursday, June 27th. And uh, yes, to my left is not actually the prankster. But uh, but someone whose beard rivals the greatest of sci-fi uh, beards and legends. That's Hugo Award winner Christopher J. Garcia. I know, just like just, just like I didn't it. even I didn't even wince when no, you said it. I know no, you're no. getting it's, you're it's, getting better. I'm getting better. You're getting like mental calluses. I, <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what it feels like, like a callus on my brain. <laughs> Great. Uh, and uh, to my right, our podcast producer and moral compass. Rick Brett Snyder. Yes, and later on in the podcast, perhaps Nate Costa will be joining us. Costa. Uh, he'll slide in here. But for a variety of the downtown activities, uh, I have rehearsal tonight for uh, Shady Shakespeare uh, Theater Company this summer in Sanborn Park, uh, production of Romeo and Juliet, and therefore we had to podcast a little earlier. So, you know, come out and see that. Uh, but, of course, before that, we got to eat early there's too. Comic-Con, and I want to talk a little bit. I forgot to mention there's a little thing I want to talk about Comic-Con Right now, and then we'll do a better Comic Con thing later. Okay, but um, Comic Con, and so we've got uh, we've got some promises, comics news promises. because there are there are going to be announcements coming out of Comic Con, and one company has gobbled another company, and uh, then some great books have come out this week, and some not so great books have come out this week, and Marvel made us pay what about uh, twenty dollars for a, uh, a book to launch four different series. That uh, DC did the same thing a few years back and made us pay only a dollar. So um, I'm still gonna I'm happier with DC there. Uh, some movie rumors, interesting things, and oh, big Doctor Who possible news or could all be BS. We'll see. So let's start. BS from the BBC. No, the BBC is Shaw. BBC is playing games. So or maybe they're telling the truth and no one can be sure. But let's first uh, talk about just just uh, really briefly that. Uh, I think we lost a giant uh, oh, yeah. this week in the sci-fi fantasy, uh, and certainly influenced some comic a bigger, work. A lot of people don't realize how big this guy is. Yeah. What I think I was more surprised by is I think that more people do realize how big really? he was. Um, you know, uh, Richard Matheson. We're talking about writer, science fiction, fantasy writer uh, Richard Matheson, of course. Uh, very well known to those who are fans of Twilight Zone as one of the best Twilight Zone writers, and certainly the writer Howling of Man. Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet. No, Howling Man was not oh, you're Richard right. Matheson. Right. No, was. I know it was not. Yes, um, but he did write the famous Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet, and therefore started William Shatner on uh, binge scenery eating. Uh, that uh, I was repeated in the uh, the movie. <laughs> and as John, well. Lithgow John, John Lithgow did that later. Yeah. And uh, yeah, one of my proudest. There's your connection between oh, John Lithgow and William Shatner. One of my most uh, proud uh, and obscure uh, comedy sports moments was when we actually recreated Nightmare on Twenty Thousand Feet. 
Uh, and both John Lithgow and uh, William Shatner fought for a seat in the uh, <laughs> airplane, and the audience just blinked at us. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> so, I, would, I, would, I was the guy in the back who would Were they laughing. fighting for the window seat I, or I'm, for the I'm, aisle I'm seat? I'm sadly often doing things in improv for Chris Garcia, and Chris Garcia is never there. <laughs> He's the guy in the back of the bridge. But not only that, uh, somewhere in time. And that's the thing, because if people don't realize that Richard Math- that the new Richard Matheson, it's like, uh, that is one of the most famed romantic films of the latter half oh, yeah. of the 20th century. Um, and the other thing that people know uh, Christopher Reeve for, you know, they don't just, Superman, but I, I, I have an aunt who I would say it's more about somewhere in time. And Jane Seymour was launched there. Uh, beautiful film. And... Uh, very, very soft. The um, well, all this let's go. Yeah, the last man on earth, the Omega, Omega man, man, and I am, I am legend. legend. But let's go back to that book. If you haven't read I Am Legend, the book, read that book. Great, yeah. great, great book. Novella, really. It is a novella. Mm-hmm. It's usually in a book included and a with a bunch of short stories. Decent graphic novel adaptation. A few, a couple decades yeah, a ago, art, decent. But yeah. Um, Black uh, and white. But I can't remember what company did that. But somebody else reprinted it recently. Yeah. So. Uh, but just a tremendously influential writer. And even if you haven't seen something by him, you've seen something influenced by him. Absolutely. He's, I would argue that Matheson is right up there with Philip K. Dick. And pardon me, Charles Beaumont. That's who wrote The Howling right, Man. Right. Yes. I have a collection of Beaumont stuff. I was, driving me, twi- it was driving me nuts. I was going to go, I have a damn twilight. it, Rick. There's this little voice going, damn it, Rick, damn it, Rick, damn it, Rick. In my library, it, I have a little Twilight Zone section that has the Rod Serling, the, Char- the Beaumont, and the Mathis and stuff all And together. where he keeps the second child. Yes. Now let us remember also that uh, it is Matheson who brought us Rod Serling in person to actually get to see him. Oh, really? Is because, or is he on his suggestion of the Because it was, he was always uh, just voiceover the initial, in the initial, the first season until the last episode. And that uh, was Matheson. And that was, uh, that was the first time you actually saw Rod Interesting, Taylor. interesting. So, um, wow. I mean, there. That influenced yeah. Tower of Terror. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, you know, just in case uh, we were in danger of having an, a Fanboy Planet uh, podcast episode that did not reference Disney. a theme park uh, <laughs> owned by Disney. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so. But I'm, I most enjoy those references when it's Tokyo Disney. That's that's the one I really. We'll like. talk later. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Disney doesn't you actually the, own Tokyo Disney. Exactly. Yes. Have you watched the ride ride through of the ride at Tokyo Disney? The uh, no. The Magic uh, Castle ride. It's pretty uh, Mystic Mansion. Mystic Mansion Mystic. is that it? That's uh, Hong Kong. It's not is Tokyo. It Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah, you've seen it then. I have not, but I've been oh. listening to the podcast about it. I need to somebody, go. I need to go look the up. entire ride, and well, it's, it needs uh, to come to the states. Oh, there are me, people filming every dang ride, which I'm trying to avoid. I want to actually just go. Well, I'm not even better than that, though, is I might. The, the I have guy, a passport. There is a guy who has recreated. You're right. I couldn't of, get money for Spider Man. <laughs> I can't get money for Hong Kong. There's a guy who recreated all of Journey Through Inner Space. Doing CGI, yeah, I've yes, seen it's amazing. beautiful. I've seen yeah. that. Oh my! But God. now we have, and we have the actual, from he has Rathen. the actual audio from the yes. interfacing because they recorded yes. that as an album. But yeah. let's, oh, yeah. but let's get back to Matheson. Um, huge, huge influence on a generation of science fiction writers, not just through his through his books and through the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I would actually argue more through the Twilight Zone is probably where his biggest influence happened. Wasn't he an probably. editor too? He was an editor at times. Uh, he was never. I don't think he was ever a big time editor, hmm. but uh, he was supposed to be the uh, writer guest of honor at World Fantasy Convention, where I'll be this October, November. Be there. But um, he wasn't but feeling he well. Wasn't feeling well, and he canceled about three months ago. His son will still be there, and I have a feeling they'll be Richard doing it. Christian Math. 
Matheson, is yes, that right? Indeed. Yes, yes. Uh, and so they'll be doing a great... Uh, a fine figure in his own right, just, yes. uh, just, but really, I mean, this Richard Matheson was the giant. I mean, exactly. There's just no, no question. And he is a figure who I think after his death will receive more notice than he has received in about 20 years. That could very well be. And I really think, I think you see some authors who are like that, and I think Matheson's going to be one of them. I would like to see a nice Matheson library show oh, back yeah. up, uh, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so I could have a Bradbury, so that I too could create a modern Twilight Zone section of the morass that is currently my room and book collection. But, yes. you know, it's not really organized. It's, it's really worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I Am Legend I, is, is well page. worth rereading. Uh, so... All right, you know, so that was that was Greenwood Sadness, but he was eighty nine, no, eighty four, three, I think, yeah. no, eighty nineteen twenty eight, same age as Philip <laughs> K. Dick, so eighty five, eighty five, eighty five, so a long life, mm-hmm. but still vibrant, and it would have been nice to see uh, yeah. some, some some more from him. There are lots of authors like that who, you know, I honestly, I'll be honest, until I saw that he was going to be guest of honor at World Fantasy, I thought he had died about ten years ago. He'd been quiet. Yeah. He had been quiet. Um, so, oh, yeah. we forgot to mention the Incredible Shrinking Man, too. No. Oh, God, and right. uh, Incredible Shrinking Woman. Let us not forget that. Uh, <laughs> and Duel. Duel. That was the one I had totally forgotten. He was, wrote yep. Duel? Yep. He wrote Duel, so Steven wow. Spielberg's Spielberg. career is owed oh, to, to Richard, Richard Matheson. Matheson. Think about that. At least the early start of it, because yeah. uh, you know some people would have made it anyway, but I think that... No, let's just... Li- come on. Let's just say he, would, the giant he got lucky. lucky. He, he, he got lucky. <laughs> Give the giant Spielberg got lucky. You got lucky, Spielberg. Well, you think about it though. No, Spielberg because Spielberg's first two projects were a night gallery and were a night gallery and duel. Recently, Stephen King has written about duel as how it inspired him and his his brothers. I believe they had one laser disc that they watched over and over. It was duel, and that was where he got many many ideas for stories. And recently, he and Joe Hill, his son. Wrote a yeah, pair so that of must novels. Have been him and his son. That because his not his brothers. He was already well married by the time Laserdisc was out. I think you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, but but the two of them, yeah. the two of them had. Um, had yeah, I can't remember re- what it's called. But it's it, called. But it's, coming, um, but it's out from there's IDW one about, right now. There's one about. Uh, it was it was single issues originally, and there's now one. It, but it is combined now in a. One of them novel. is dual, and the other one's about a gang, a motorcycle gang against a, a big right. trucker. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, We'll try, I should look that up and figure out what the actual title is. Because I don't think they called it Duel. I think no, they, they well, called it something it, else. The, the collection has a name. It's both. There's a graphic novel right. and then there's I'd, a, there's I'd a say their prose this, book. Cut this. Faffing for it. We'll look it up and we'll put it on the site. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rather than have many listeners screaming at us. Look on the site where you can you can go and buy the book there yourself. There we go. Um, that should be the title of the episode. Look on the site. <laughs> Look on the site. Look, please. Up on, on the, the site. site. It's who knows. Um, so let's get to some comics news. I, I, I thought the, the most interesting thing this week for me, uh, just because I like the behind the scenes. Um, you enjoy that book, Mouse Guard, right? Yes, I do. You do. Mm-hmm. They've got from, the from, black. Uh, the black axe is coming out from uh, Arkea. Yep, mm-hmm. Arkea Press, which was actually this week purchased. By Boom Studios. Arkea was? Arkea was purchased by wow. Boom Studios. So this Ross Ritchie now owns Arkea. Uh, Boom, that's good. That's Boom good. is making a big move because yeah. this summer 
There is a Denzel Washington, Mark Wahlberg film called mm-hmm. Two Guns, which is based on a graphic novel by Stephen Grant, which happens to be published by Boom Studios, and thus is executive produced by, as a film, by Ross Ritchie. And Boom is suddenly making a move towards Hollywood, which they've always wanted to do, but they're, fin- they're finally really I think it's good for Arkea, forward. too, because I don't think their distribution's been very good. Um, and Boom's distribution is much better. much better. This disturbs me, though, because I'm just hoping that... I like Arkea's uh, variations in formatting. I like their their different sizes, their different... Oh, their, their publications. Yeah, their publication... Are, oh, their bindings. Yeah, yeah. the, the yeah, books yeah. that they put out are I great. I really like Absolutely that. first class and cheap. And cheap, yeah. Amazingly cheap for what and they are. I, I fear that that won't survive. That probably won't. Um, I will I will argue. I don't know for, for sure. I'm trying to schedule... We've uh, been to, time to talk with Ross about... Uh, before, I was going to mm-hmm. talk to him about two guns, but now this is uh, very big. Uh, at least I will check in with him at Comic-Con about this, but... But one thing that Boom has been very good with in their trades was they have experimented with different formats and committed to different format sizes and shapes as okay. well. So I, yeah. I, I could see that one of the things that people like about Mouse Guard, for example, is definitely its different shape. Yeah. It's the textures uh, they use in their book binding, the, well, the and covers. And it, feel, it looks at it, They're it like feels the like a storybook. Of, it of feels graphic like a story It stands up. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that Ross Ritchie is such a lover of comics that he would respect that that was part of the experience of reading Mouse Guard. You know, for example, I hope so. it's, it's I'm not sure what else. Titles. What else? I mean, they've done. They have the Gene Roddenberry things too, don't oh, they? Oh yeah, they got a ton of a ton of books. So, right. well, and that's why they bought it. A lot of yeah. IPs and Ross Ritchie's looking I think to they, didn't leverage they do Road them. to per- Perdition? No, no, that's uh, that was a uh, Piranha Press. There's uh, another book like that then, which um, uh, was actually Vertigo. So okay. uh, or Warner, you know. Yeah. So. Um, so we'll see what the impact is of that, but it is interesting, and hopefully we'll be able to actually have a conversation with Ross about this and find out. Um, uh, DC has announced the next Green Lantern event because, you know, it's been... Days missing is Eugene Roddenberry. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it, that it has been um, at least a month since a Green Lantern event uh, exhausted me with buying too many books that I don't care to read now. And um, that was the wrath of the first Lantern, and now they have a thing called... Well, now that they have... Jeff John's completely uh, separated from it. It's all new writers. Right. Uh, they have uh, Lights Out for the Spectrum Warriors. Um, Lights Out is the name of the crossover. It's a radio show, right? Mm-hmm. And out of that crossover <laughs> will come a sixth Green Lantern book. Or I think we should just officially call it because everybody in the books refers to them. All their enemies refer to them as, oh, there's been an incursion from one of the Spectrum Warriors. and uh, That's my favorite Friday the 13th. That's though. never catch on. That's never going to catch on. on. So in the Spectrum Warrior universe, too, too brony. is Sinestro, <laughs> Sinestro Corps is going to be the sixth book after, of course, Larfrey, which you couldn't have the Orange Lantern Corps since he really is just the whole Corps. He is the um, Corps. Although maybe not, and the, and and you read the Larfleys number one. Larfleys Did you enjoy one. it? You know, it reminded me a lot. I mean, I wanted this to be. I like Larfleys, but he's really a a little of him goes a long way. It for goes me a way long long way. And I was hoping this book was going to be kind of a you know fast paced adventure. Uh, ladies quick gentlemen. reading. And he, speaking of fast paced adventure, wearing a Flash T shirt. It's Nate, Nate Costa. Costa. Everyone, calm down. I'm here. Did you read Thank Heavens? Did you read Larfleys number one? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. So the book is really, 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 really text dense. 
It's Larfleeze basically telling his origin, which, which may is or may dumb because be he's true. barely illiter- barely literate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. I really, halfway through the book, was going, I really wish I hadn't picked this up. When I got all the way through, I was kind of like, well, it's okay. It's a little better. Maybe it'll get better going on. Um, but it, it I wasn't looking forward to it because for he was a backup in Threshold, which I've not I been I like the Christmas special. The Christmas special was good. And that was what I was looking forward and to. He was fu- and he's been kind of fun in the, every year in the DC Universe uh, online game. Um, he shows up yeah. for the Christmas event. And he makes sense that he's for Christmas. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it just... Like I, said, I also he, missed, apparently, before this, and I I, I only read Green Lantern, and I may drop that because I didn't like the first issue post-Johns. No, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, too. Um, but the... I'm going to give it a little couple Apparently, more. in one of the other books I'm imagining, there was an event where all of Larfi's possessions got stolen. No, that was in the backup of Threshold. That's what I was talking about. That was about. in the backup of Threshold. Threshold okay. was this attempt, to, is this attempt, which I think has been canceled, to create a book... An ongoing book about what's happening in the more cosmic areas of DC. Okay. So you've got the Rogue Lantern. You've got basically a lot of members of Rebels or Legion. You know the, the old that got canceled, right? Yeah. Um, Funny and, about that. And Blue Beetles out there, and uh, Captain K. Rot, uh, and <sighs> and Britain they're taking on Brainiac. And this is back, a winning title. And in the nah, no, it's not. And in the background, and the backup was the Slarfleet story, okay. which was an excuse to redo the Star Rovers. So they've got <coughs> Tommy Tomorrow and Star Rovers and Star Hawkins all as as like, which might have been the this is the backup. They put the best and, thing in that book, and in the they backup. were and they were teaming up with right. Larfleet's. And they were the best part about it. Larfleeze is just, you know, I, he's just a dumb he's character. He's just a, yeah, a foil. I mean, he's a, he's, yeah, that's it. He's but apparently those, those events put him in a suicidal mood at the beginning of his own book. Okay. And halfway through, you're going, yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah. So anyway, there'll be six Spectrum Warrior books by the uh, end of Comic-Con. Uh, by the end of Lights Out. Right. <laughs> I think they got a theme song. That's right. But on an upside, uh, did you, Nate, get a chance to read... Uh, Batman Superman number one? No. I did. And would you agree with me that it's best treated as, oh, it's a it's a charming story in another universe I felt about like it was Batman totally elsewhere. Because you are constantly invalidating in yes. only two years, yes. two years worth of con- continuity. Yes. I loved also the kind of Wizard of Oz thing where they changed artists. The big thing is they're selling Jay it by Lee Greg Pack and Jay Lee, and he's only he did the first eighteen pages. Yeah, and then another artist who was a good artist, and, uh, I, whose name to be is honest, me. his like art better. in the first eighteen pages was absolutely beautiful. I just yeah, I, he draws kids. He just draws amazing kids. Yeah, he reminds me of uh, he reminds me of. Uh, there's a lot of Dave Stevens in the way he draws kids. There's just that kind of and the coloring. Yeah, and uh, so it was a beautiful looking book. It's a story that I'm willing to give a couple more issues, but but boy, Steven, uh, Stevens Cross with Michael Kaluta. Yeah, so but this, this ignoring is Greg Pack. This yes. is Greg Pack. Ignoring so continuity. My good is a good friend. Greg I know, Pack. so I trust Greg Pack because yeah. I've always been intrigued by his stories. But it does invalidate a lot of what they've established. It's supposed to be going back in time the five years, which is now seven years ago. It was kind of clever the way they did it, but it was nonetheless disturbing. But it's not they, But it's not even the version of Batman that we've seen. No. It's not even really the version of and Superman you got, that we've you got seen. this Batman going on long, at the same time as Zero a year. So I'd really... Yeah, oh, I'd have thought of that. Uh, <laughs> where, where the hell yeah. is this place? Now, this does, this does raise a question with me, though. Is, is this the first time Greg's written for DC? I think so. 
Okay. And, wow. But he's also going to write. He's got another action. book. He's taking over action. He will oh, be really? taking over action. Yeah. He has not yet done it. Four, I believe. Yeah, is so his he's, first so issue. he's getting that. Wow. So which is fine. I'm I'm reading that. It's just overall, this is part of what the, where the new fifty two has been a screw up. Is you know you've got action taking place five years back mm-hmm. in time in continuity. And then you've got this now this Batman Superman saying this is the first time they met, which was alluded to in Justice League number one, which was five years ago in continuity exactly. that they knew each other. And it's just like, no. Enjoy Batman and Superman number one on its own, but do not try to fit it into any continuity because it's just your your brain will explode. But it's a beautiful book. It's just it's a surreal Bruce 18, Wayne. First eighteen pages were beautiful. The last bunch were okay. I liked that artist. I thought he was okay. I, I, but after I was. But I, what's he supposed to do after following Jay Lee? You can't follow Jay Lee. Uh, yeah. Not in the same book. Yeah. You know, if they if Jay Lee had had stumbled to the finish line of number one and then they switched over, which makes you think, did they just not want to wait for him on this? Is, is this I think schedule? they really wanted to get a, Super, a Batman Superman book out, out. because of Man of Steel. There's yeah. a lot of, you know, get strike while the iron is hot. People are thinking about this combo. They really want to see it. So we'll yeah, there's see. Another, there's another thing. Which, uh, strike while the iron is hot, but uh, sucky books don't sell, you know. so uh, I beg to differ. Yes. The first issue will sell quite well. It will. So that's all they care about right now. It's all Just short first term. first issues. I mean, and that's what I realize is, like, because I'm going to do my, my Justice Spe- League check Speaking of first issues, did you have Green Team on your list? Yes. Okay. I did read Green Team. And I just and I went to Elusive and I said, uh, and I, I said, you know, I, I liked Green Team the first time around, and everybody at the store went, "What? There was a Green Team before? Wasn't there a Green Team? Wasn't there the first, first issue, issue special? special. Yeah, yeah, it's a Joe Simon, it's a Joe Simon creation." Yeah. And I said, "Yeah, it's actually really, really kind the of funny social fun. satire um, because David, um, the the Broadway producer, David Merrick, Merrick yeah. is the villain of Green Team Number One." And uh, it's uh, it was a, you know it's a clever little thing, um, but clearly wrong time, wrong place, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to say about about short term event things is DC is very clearly picking that up because you've got the Trinity War coming in Justice League. You're getting the you know all these little crossovers. It was Trinity War is now going to include Constantine in uh, Constantine along with Justice League Dark, Justice League of America, Justice League. Right. So I checked. It's in. everybody. I checked. You know, um, last month everybody was upset that Catwoman was killed at the end of Justice League of America number four, which I believe, if we go back to our archives, I called exactly what really happened. Yes, you did. Aside from the fact that um, since the New York Times <laughs> did not report the death of Catwoman, it was sure not really real. Dead. It was really the Martian Manhunter. In the most awkwardly written script, where it goes, the asterisk goes, "See the backup story." Please tell me that he made out with Batman. Oh, I wish I could tell you that. But in the first panel of the backup story of the Martian Manhunter, he goes, yes, I have learned to swap places with all of them. Like, really? You need an asterisk to take us to the backup story that has nothing to do with this? Right. To have John Jones on his way transforming into Catwoman to reminisce about the time he fought the guy who destroyed Mars. Um, which is, you know, that's literally a world-shattering story that they shoved into a six-page backup <laughs> Meanwhile, they go forever to establish that um, one of that the villain behind the September crossover, which would be Forever Evil, uh, a new secret society of supervillains, is the Outsider, or Mister Outsider, who was a villain in Flashpoint, who remembers Flashpoint, who says my world was destroyed. Wow! But he's also, if you remember, the original Outsider was who? 
The original Outsider? The original Outsider, villain, Batman villain in the 60s. Uh, Richard, Richard Nixon. Well, no. Uh, Alfred. Alfred, yeah, I was just going to say. Alfred. Yeah, really? They thought Alfred died, and instead he was transformed into this hideous mastermind who knew all of Batman's secrets. And they're very yeah. strongly implying yeah, yeah. that this outsider is Alfred still again. Alfred. Yeah. Um, so, and because he's combining... For all of us who remember. Yes. He's combining the motifs of, the, of various Batman villains. He has Two-Face's coin. He's wearing the Riddler's bowler. And he, he specifically says we're going to dump Catwoman's body. Was that the coin toss at the end? There was an issue that ended with a two-faced yeah, coin toss. It could toss. be. It could be. So I checked in on that. And then Shazam finished up in Justice League. Don't spoil it. I won't, except that I'm going to say that told in the eight pages it was annoying. If they had just gone ahead and I think done a graphic novel, I probably would have accepted this story much better. Because it, it yeah. ended up resolving in a way that I was happy with, uh, and, a, and a really good retake of Black Adam, which surprised me. Huh. But, I mean, if I'd been able to read that in one chunk, I wouldn't have had the four months of resenting everybody, especially while Gary Frank is turning in some of the best artwork of his, uh, of his career. It's beautifully drawn. Yeah. And letting him have the whole issue to, to try and spread that out was finally great. So uh, if we go back, however, many months to when this Shazam started in Justice League, I say, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Nate was right. I was very upset with it at the beginning, and now I have changed my mind. It's decent. I don't like the costume change, but I accept the new explanation for it. I still don't like the, calling him Shazam. The hoodie, the hoodie cloak. Which is an injustice and drives me crazy, too. Yeah. Um, but it's also the Comic Con exclusive figure. Yeah, is Hoodie that. Shazam? Shut did you order up. it? I did for my son. Um, did you order the? Or we haven't gotten to them yet. But did you order? Since we're on it, did you order the Monarch uh, lunchbox? Yes. No, not yet. I have one coming for me already. <laughs> I will. I will just take my chances there because I, I'm already ordered a lot. Yeah. And I should probably settle up with you so I can get. I can afford to buy more. Sure. Um, and then uh, Nate and I tried to exchange messages last week about finishing up Age of Ultron number 10. Did you read it? Yes, I read number 10. <clears throat> so it's so the end of Age of Ultron. It's not the end. You got 10, yeah, you 10 AI. AI coming out. This week. It came out this week. Oh, yes. I ignored that. Oh, did no. You? That's the epilogue. That's the payoff. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Marvel did it to me again. Promised an <laughs> earth-shattering crossover with only ten issues, and then still managed to somehow make oh, it. Oh no, it's, it's like seventeen. It's that plus you, the launch of Avengers AI. Uh, no, too. I know. You know, when Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the trilogy, was five books. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Yes, whimsical even. But when Marvel is <laughs> book taken five of the a ten-issue miniseries and may and somehow managed to fit in nineteen or twenty issues, I'm resentful uh, again and we again. We can tell you're. Your ability to only think in whole numbers is your real problem. This is my problem because there yes. were point ones in a lot of this. That's right. Uh, yeah, spinning off. Let's uh, say, say, years ago when we were going in the Infinite Crisis, they did. I can't remember what, they, what DC called the book for a dollar, but the one in which Blue Beetle was shot in the head. Like it spun. It was clearly just an ad to spin out six different series. Yeah. And yet somehow for a dollar, I got like three times the story, and I didn't feel ripped off in the least. You know, and then I I felt like I was free to just pick up one or two of those series. I didn't feel stronger as as big time travel company stories go. I didn't think Age of Ultron was bad. I thought it was it was entertaining and 
but it didn't pay off the way I thought it was supposed it to. It would no. have been And the last more, issue didn't pay off. Would have been more entertaining if it was between four and six issues. It was more compact because each yeah. issue could have been a different timeline. And then, and then you could have dedicated the last issue to uh, la- the last half of the last issue to these are the other series because ultimately in that issue it's yeah. like the real defeat of Ultron is like oh we've solved that problem okay boom there we go boom and now yeah. look at what's going to spin out of this what Miles Morales is in the regular Marvel universe what Galactus is in the Ultimate universe what and Angela is I'm sorry who's Angela uh, exactly <laughs> you know it's. Well, they, did a, they did a whole thing. I think I have the no underwear variation for McFarlane toys. They did a page. Uh, they did a page on Angela after the story, though. When, right, but yeah. it, but it's still, you I'll know, tell you why. And she's going to show up in the next issue of Guardians of the Galaxy, which is fine um, because Guardians of the Galaxy rocked again this issue this month. Yes. Did you Did you read number four? I have already? not read the the. I will say it's large. It's not a spoil. It's largely a fight scene. Okay. But it is the best written fight scene in a book. It's like so. I was like, oh, I really didn't mind. This was so well drawn, so well paced. These fights that the Guardians of the Galaxy is rapidly becoming my favorite book. Plus, I you know I just like the variations of I Am Groot. I Nate wore me down. Nate wore me down. <laughs> and I still I still hear it in, in uh, Walken's voice now. I am Groot. Yeah, no, I, I am. I have a different. Groot. I have a different suggestion as to who it's going to be. So you, you touched on a couple things, though. That I don't know. Were you going to talk about spec, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man? Because no, they, I, I don't know what to say about Ultimate Spider-Man other than the last I think he's going to be over in the regular universe. The last three issues were Venom, and then it was the Spider-Man No More issue for Miles. Oh, okay. And then it was one year later, oh. so they aged him a year. Ah. And they've introduced Cloak and Dagger. Okay. And it's all written by Bendis, so I'm sure that it's, it's all, all fine it, and it's dandy. Actually, that book is actually, it was kind of tentative for a little while, and I'm really enjoying it now. Yeah. And Joshua Hale Fialkov, uh, who was going to write Green Lantern until they told him he was going to have to kill Jon Stewart, and then he quit. Hmm. Uh and has been on the podcast. He was a friend of ours a long time ago yep. at Westercon. I think it was actually at Westercon. Yes, it was. I um, was there. And uh, Joshua is writing The Hunger, which is the Galactus and the Ultimate Universe uh, um, miniseries. Yep. So I will probably pick that up because I like Josh's work. Good guy. And has always been an intriguing writer. Were you going to get back, back to the green team? No, I wasn't going to. I had a geek out thing Because I want to finish. I want to read the second issue. We can talk about it next week. Did you read the first issue? I though? did. What about the first issue makes me want to stay in that book until I see at least one thing happen? Uh, no, I don't know. Brother Power the Geek. I would like that to happen if there was more. Bring back all those bad Joe Simon things. Just, just, to, just see save him, them all. to see him in the background in that case, I just want, oh, yeah. We'll see. Uh, I did want to mention I'm going to try to track down this week. Uh, IDW is following the... Uh, Dark Horse model with Buffy and has revived the X-Files officially with an in-continuity continuation season 10. I don't think did 10 seasons. Or was it just nine? I think or it was are, just nine. Or are they going to ignore the last season? It almost season? got canceled after six and after seven. And um, David yeah, Duchovny no, left. And, and eight. And yeah. Robert Patrick and Annabelle Gish. Yeah. Have you seen this boy? What? Robert Patrick. Yeah. Terminator 2. Uh, yeah. Good yes. movie. I should see that again. 21 years old. Oh, God. Stop stop aging things, all right? Would you just shut up? Just saying. <laughs> You're the one with the gray beard. Stop it. Only because <coughs> you can't grow a beard. Would you just... I can. It's just... Uh, it just turns white because uh, I'm older than you. 
so let's go to movies because here's my theory of Groot. Marvel has requested an NDA lockdown meeting with Vin Diesel to play Vision. That's you think you Vision? That's they don't know sense. what I think. I had a conversation wouldn't with. It, wouldn't it be Chuck. great to just have him? Going, I am Groot. Our friend Chuck Surface and I had a conversation about this. Vin Diesel characters in the Marvel universe. Vin Diesel could play, mm-hmm. and he said. The best one would be Crusher Creel. Oh, yeah. It's not, but it wouldn't happen. But, but yeah, yes. There was some, someone was saying that he would have been in for Doctor Strange. And I said, no, that's not really, that's really. <coughs> I hope not. Um, and then uh, Baron Mordo was a possibility. <coughs> that could that's, be. That's supposed to be in the he second could, phase. I could see him in. I could see him as Baron Mordo. I could see him as Dormammu. Mm, maybe. But the other thing is, and I, I, I would hope not. But we still don't know who Rocket Raccoon is. Yeah. And that little raccoon talking like Vin, like Diesel, Vin Diesel. Like Riddick. That'd be as good as Brute sounding like Christopher Nate. Walken. Yeah. Nate. What? Try to catch I up with us. I, I don't have a lot of time with you tonight, Nate. All right. I okay. am gross. Well, that's interesting. So we'll see. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yeah. I'm going to say they're going to make him the next human torch. <laughs> Okay, we're done with you. Again, uh, Nate's here. We're good. Uh, oh, does 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 Marvel own the original Human Torch? Yes. Yes, because he appeared in uh, in Captain America. Mm-hmm. Ah, he, yeah. So that's one quarter of the way through the Fantastic. Yeah, right. I I don't think they'll call him the Human Torch, but they do have him because the, the yeah. flaming android. Yeah, the flaming because the, the android is in is in yeah. the World of Wonder at the Stark Tech mm-hmm. Stark Expo, uh, nineteen forty. So. Um, <laughs> And uh, this week, Jim Carrey announced that he will not do publicity for Kick-Ass 2 because he no longer agrees with the violence of it. Because he did agree before. He did agree before, but that was before (laughs) Newtown. And 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 also before the check cleared. Right. Uh, So, yeah, Mark Miller responded, like, there's nothing different in the script. We didn't do anything. It's the same movie. Uh, you know, I mean, the thing is, I have to. I, I I find myself in the weird position of agreeing with Mark Millar about something, and that is that it's very clear that Kickass is parodying violence. It's like you know, I don't that it's not saying violence is the answer. It's just kind of an over the top. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And uh, you're saying the extremeness of it is a parody of the I, of the actual. Well, at least the first one. Was. The problem is that most most violence in movies is extreme and outside the norm. Sure. Of what it really is anyway. Sure, so. but I, but the people in Kickass don't really use guns either, and that's the that's the thing. Except for bazookas. Because I I don't think well not the heroes. That's true. But uh, the but uh, Hit Girl did. Carrie. Because uh, Carrie did that really weird anti-gun uh, video, the song with Charlton Heston and, and Hee Haw, and it was uh, not funny. So I liked the mask. I wasn't talking about that <laughs> one. No, but it was just a few months ago. Did you, any of you guys see that? No. no. Oh, it was very bizarre. No. Um, it was like, yeah, he played a couple characters in a Hee Haw episode, and Charlton Heston, he was Charlton Heston as the guest of honor, and they... A song like Ghost Riders in the Sky. And it was just like really bizarre. And it's like, okay, I admire you're taking a stand, but be funny. Uh, you know, I don't know. So we'll see because I'm still looking forward to Kick Ass 2. And I'm still looking forward to Jim Carrey's performance in Kick Ass 2. I am as well. Uh, Sergeant Stars and Stripes. So, um, uh, and then uh, there was released this week a Gotchaman trailer 
better known to American audiences, I suppose, as the people say bastardized as G-Force or Battle of the Planets. Yeah. Uh, but the live-action Gatchaman looked so much more exciting and more so much truer to the source material than any American superhero film uh, of the last... I have a plea out there. Is We're we, just saying a modern Gatchaman, because it's been done before live-action, I believe. Because yeah. I, I, they, they always do that. They go through the whole cycle. They do the manga, they do the anime, yeah. they do the, they do the live-action. And every year, I mean, there's got to be at least a decade's worth of Ultraman movies that I cannot see because no one has there to release them. You just have to go to Japan. I don't want to go to Japan to do that. No, I'll be too busy at Tokyo Disney. That's right. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Or at Disney Seas. Uh, so there we go. Third reference. That's right. Uh, so I'm Merry just Christmas, wishing that Disney. some company would please just go ahead and invest in dubbing it. It doesn't have to be a super expensive all-star production. You want to do the voice? I could do the voice. I've got a very heroic How about you, Chris? You, you? you and I Derek split actually, the voices between the two? Now, the thing is, actually, I don't want to do you any can of the voices. Key, anything except Battleship Yamoto. Yes. Just because I do want to say, I that. say then I have that fire one. the wave motion gun. I have it. I have the... Then I, I would like to be yeah. Derek Wildstar, if you please, just because he's... Fire the wave. Fire the wave motion gun. Which uh, should uh, mention that uh, uh, Warner Archives is releasing one of the first animes to make it to these shores. Marine Boy oh, really? is coming through Warner Archives, which is like I have the vaguest of vaguest <coughs> of memories of watching that show. And the only reason I know I watched it was because I remember being in a kiddie pool saying, let's all take our oxygen, oxygen gum. Yeah. And <laughs> I totally remember that. I remember nothing about the show. And these and boomerangs are totally going to work underwater. So I'm kind of excited about Marine Boy, except it's probably going to be like when I – Saw I can't remember what show, oh what show that I that I loved this great memory of oh Eighth Man oh God and then when I actually watched an Eighth Man as an adult and went oh this is the stupidest thing ever <laughs> now they are re- they are doing a live action version of one of the very early successful uh, uh, anime series that was on TV in Japan Tiger Mask who ah. would inspire the wrestler Tiger Mask yes who would change wrestling forever make. Uh, not only make uh, masked wrestlers, particularly in Japan, into big characters, but actually bringing in the realistic shoot-style fighting. Um, and that's going to be huge. So are they bringing it in, Are they doing it as a live-action film? They're doing it as a live-action film. Um, and then they're going to reintroduce the cartoon series. Interesting. And interesting thing was that among the characters in the original Tiger Mask series was Freddie Blassie. Classy wow. Freddie wow. Blassie. Classy Freddie Blassie. And so, and if anyone out there has any of the original Pencil Japanese... Geek. Yes, original Japanese figures. So some of the first action figures ever done from the anime Let's were face done... It. At this table right Mask. now, we <laughs> have the internet. We do. Like, you don't need the internet because the four of us are here. That's right. Um, the history is amazing. So let us move... Speaking of, of episodes from the past and, and truth and lost episodes... Big rumor coming around that for the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, I'm sliding into television because I have to leave shortly. I know. Uh, is that is that there is a huge treasure trove of so-called lost episodes of of Doctor Who Doctor that Who? will be released. Yeah. Uh, that are being redone and released uh, for for the 50th anniversary okay. in November. That is not the case. Well, it has been debunked and then and then re how do you say rebunked. rebunked. It has been debunked, rebunked, and deboned. So here's what what we know. say that that lie was such a good idea. Yeah. So there is a guy who imports 
uh, into the UK yeah. a whole bunch of 60 millimeter films. Right. These and are they, in all sorts of things. All sorts and he of had areas. a big thing from South America, South Africa. No, from Lagos, Nigeria. And what is believed to be there are the contents of up to 90 episodes of Doctor Who. Right. Now, if these are truly lost episodes of Doctor Who, this would leave 16 episodes unaccounted for. Right, but, is this, is a, but you're saying it's debunked. The problem is that... He says his own debunkery as well, if it no, was the no, truth. Here's the thing. <laughs> that the idea that these are actually being remastered and worked on by the BBC or anyone else is not true. Their existence is still is, is now looking. The guy who is the big uh, archivist for yes uh, has said that wow, this material is likely what it is. Is like what they say that it could be the ninety episodes plus several hundred other things, more than likely. Yes. Um. So there is that possibility. What condition they're in? Any of that? No right. one knows. Well, we do know that for the 50th anniversary, they have animated an episode yes. which they had the soundtrack to. Mm-hmm. And because, just again, for those... It was a dark time in the 60s and 70s when places like the BBC and NBC thought that there was no historical value to their shows. They were doing throwaway stuff. So yeah. they were uh, erasing the tapes, recording over. So a lot of Doctor Who was lost. A, a lot of William Hartnell's run. A lot of Patrick Troughton's. It, is it's some point, of it actually Troughton and Hartnell's are better recorded than Pertwee's? But there are huge chunks of chunks of them that are missing. Okay. At one point, I think the Dal- part, at least part of the Daleks was missing. And the episode where uh, Hartnell, tr- uh, the first transformation, it is only, only only the transformation survives. Yeah, the, five, and the audio, the, the three minutes, and then the audio of the full episode, and but the full serial does not. No. So it's just so. Um, this would be a big find. And even if in time for the 15th anniversary, if they confirmed these existed and they were going to start rolling them out, Whovians would be going absolutely nuts. Well, the, the three areas that people have always said that lost episodes probably still exist are Nigeria, uh, I think Argentina was the other one. Well, that's and, where they found Metropolis. Yeah, and uh, New Zealand. Yeah, I've heard New Zealand. I didn't and, know about Argentina. Yeah, but. Argentina apparently got a whole bunch of uh, BBC programs illegally. Uh, and they actually broadcast them. <laughs> so For the retired Nazis to enjoy. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> see, the pirate is an important part of the entertainment. Well, absolutely is. Look, you and I both know that because there are certain comic book collections that would not be possible without piracy. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let me remind you that we probably would have lost every film from Melies if it weren't for uh, Edison. Well, we did lose almost everything that Tom Mix did. That's true. Yeah, because they used oh, that they film to make explosions. Bit. Yep. So, yeah. uh, so pirates go to it. So if we if we indeed, indeed find these episodes, do you know what I will have to say to it? Hmm. Spanakopita. Spanakopita. <laughs> I think you woke up the rest of the restaurant. I think we woke up Nate. Um, no, nope. he's giving that cold basilisk stare. <laughs> uh, for this week's Venture Brothers, fantastic episode. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have. Oh to, my god. I'm gonna have to leave. What time is it? Yeah, right, it's 6.44. Image Expo is next Tuesday. Are you going? Yep. All right. I'm going. Then you're going to make a report for us. That's right. Excellent. I'm going to interview everyone I can. Awesome. Should we hold Spanakopita for next week and just do let's, a double size Venture Brothers just, hit? We promise just, that we let's will Let's go Venture totally, Brothers nuts. Yeah. 
And then we'll talk about We'll cover about, all the new toys that are coming out. Yes. Let's, okay. uh, yeah, we'll figure that out. Okay, yeah, let's Brothers. do it. So let's wrap up right now. I'm sorry. I know you want to talk wrestling. It's a little short. But you did get to Because talk RVD is coming about. back to WWE? Hmm? Is that what you want to talk about? Yeah, among other things. <laughs> then but we'll talk about it later. We can do that. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticisms, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. This next week, we will be at WesterCon. Yes. We'll be recording in Sacramento on so we'll, 4th of July we'll weekend. We'll probably, we'll probably have like two episodes because Nate will probably do audio from Image Expo. So we'll have a, a Nate-only episode. Sort of like what's been happening with the Venture Brothers. We have the Jackson Public yeah. and Doc Hammer episodes, and there it is. Nate Costa, a man alone at Image Expo, and then us at WesterCon. So... You can listen to us on iTunes. Of course, uh, subscribe, tell us your friends, rate us. Let's do us on the Stitcher app. Check us out at www.fanboyplanet.com. And, of course, come out, come down here and have dinner some night at the fantastic Cafe Stretch. I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. I'm Hugo Award winner Christopher J. Garcia. Yeah. Okay. I am Dave Costa. And I'm Rick Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. <laughs> Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Power through that next. I'm just, I was just powering through um, Game of Thrones. Almost caught up. I would, I've been watched the Red Wedding this morning. Oh God! Uh, I, yeah, I was wondering about that because that's kind of like a late. Uh, worried about people talking about the Red Wedding. The meme is over. I know, and which really dulls its impact. Honestly, when you know it's coming, but I you know whenever. But it, the thing is, like as soon as everybody got upset, even without any any spoiler whatsoever, it's like this is the way my mind goes through. Oh, there was some huge slaughter of characters, and it's probably Jon Snow. Because you just don't, that's the least I yeah. want to have happen. You know, and it was like, eh. Did you read the Onion article? Uh, George R. R. Martin uh, pissed off from, right. from Wes Redding. Because he's forgotten what he wrote. And then the end of the article is if they kill off Tyrion, seriously, I am fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read that. That's right. Because that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> if you kill off Tyrion, I am done with that show. It is all because last week I watched Death mm-hmm. and the Funeral with Peter oh, yeah. Lynch, and I'd never seen that. So. Really? Can you hear anything in your headphones? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Okay, I can as well. It is. Uh, it is mono. Um, oh, there we go. Mine is okay, but I, you know, I don't care. Yeah. I just want to go. Mine is oh, stereo, cool. but mine's really quiet. Mine is because the classic error. No. Oh yeah, you're not in all the way. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what you said. Mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, why see, am so I not? Ah, there we go. What is spect- going to be spectacular is Friday night, Friday all day is music day. Test, test, test. So yeah. Unwoman's playing, the Phenomenots are playing. Right, right, right. Um, and so the fanzine lounge is on the second or third floor overlooking the stage. 
So I have skybox seats. Oh, I might join you in the skybox then. Now, see there? There you go. See, and what I'm trying to debate is, do I go for, like, the actual Hyatt, okay. which is like 104, yeah. <laughs> or do I go for, well, even, like, the Best Western, there is, like, 90. 98, you know, and so... I, it might be worth it to do the Hyatt. You know, I'm just trying to decide. There's a con few, rate, though. Isn't but that's the con rate. Is, yeah. a, is 104. Okay. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's only a few dollars difference. So I'm just trying to weigh it and see they if They screwed I, up the con rate, too. Because yeah. they were supposed to offer the con the best rate possible, and people are going outside of the con rate and getting better rates. Yeah, $98 is, or $89 is the best I've heard. So you might call So go to Expedia. Because the, the con's already going to make some mileage off of this... So well, if I could, I can go to Expedia and 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 yeah, you can go to Expedia and get the actual hotel you want. Yes. Okay. Well, I look into that then. Both Expedia and Priceline. See, I've been using Hotwire, and I've been happy with my Hotwire, Hotwire okay. experience. But I, you can't. I haven't been choosing the hotel. I've just been like going down to Anaheim and saying, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I want a three star, <laughs> or I'm at time, I'd like a four star this time to really enjoy myself. Yeah, no, you can actually choose your hotel. I would like a hotel without vermin, please. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. I'll be staying at my favorite Quality Inn. How many stars in is beautiful, that? Uh, in the beautiful Oh, you'll not be staying at the Irvine. hotel? No, when I go down uh, for oh. BlizzCon. Oh, okay. And I got the best rate I've ever gotten at a hotel ever. Well, what was that? 19 bucks. Wow. I was shocked. <laughs> I, like, I thought shocked, that was... I tell you. you will leave... With more than one person in your beard. <laughs> test, 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 test. test. Uh, yeah, we're definitely, we're mono. I mean, everything's okay. mono. Okay. In, in post-process, I can move it out. I, I, I just want to, as long as that's what it's supposed to that's be, what it's supposed I'm fine to be. with it. Well, I'm fine with it. Okay, so let's go. Yeah, let's ready? do this. So what's our, what's oh, and our... I've got wrestling also. Okay, we'll throw that in there. Um, just so we know. So, yeah, I was going to talk a little bit about Richard Matheson. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, and boom, bought Arkea. Really? DC has announced their next Green Lantern event, Lights Out, which then says there'll be a sixth Green Lantern book out of that. Sinestro Corps is getting its own. Hmm. Did you read Larfleys? No, it was sold out. Wow. It, it doesn't really surprise me. Steve orders poorly. So, you know, so okay. I, I did not get a chance to read Larfleys, but if you have an opinion, you can throw in a sentence or two. Okay. Um, but it's just, I, it just done me to realize that there are six. There would then, then be six books in the... Spectrum Warrior corner well, how of the many, universe. How many Avengers books are there? Too fucking many. There, there are many, many. There's Avengers, New Avengers, Secret Avengers. Yes. Avengers okay. Assemble. So Justice League, Roundup, Age that of Ultron. Yeah, at least uh, I missed the X-Files season 10 issue number one from IDW. But uh, so I think, it, but it sold out. I haven't been reading that. No, it just started. Okay, and it sold out. Oh, it's X Files season ten. Yeah, so it's the incontinuity of the TV show. Did they take the movies into account? I don't know, so I can't say. Uh, Sold out. Movies, couple rumors, and then I want to talk about that that Gotcha Montreal or the thing I brought up on Facebook of like, could we just not get Japanese movies dubbed, superhero movies dubbed into English? Should the Lenko Center? And they said, and they said the Japanese movies were currently down. Bastard. Down? Yes, they were revising their catalog, so... Oh, that's good. They'll probably be bringing new ones in. They, they have, but are they dubbed or are they subtitled? They are, they the, are they the bootlegs like I bought it at the nerd market? I don't remember. See, I want a you real... Want I want it to be done legally and correctly and nicely. And, and you want a dub. There are way too many paragraphs on that, that their sentence there. Uh, way too many adverbs. Same thing. TV, Doctor Who, and Spanakopita. And then we talk wrestling. So let's go. Let's go. Okay. Let's do it. Let's see what we can do in Ready? 45 minutes. Ready? Go. Go.
You go. We're recording right now. Mm-hmm. Hang on, just a second. There we go. You go, Hugo. Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Most space you can-